especially about this motherfucker. <laughs> All right. John to the Izzo and to the S.A. Not S-A-S-N, but... S-N? Yeah. What's S-N? O-W, Snow, bitch. Oh. Make it snow. <laughs> Ayo, hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners. Your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry. Starting with the Game of Thrones. I'm Zach. As always, this is my co-host, Nate. He also happens to be my by-blood brother. By-blood. Yeah, admitted it on microphone. She's Louise. Holy shit. That makes it more real than the tattoos we have. We do have tattoos. Tattoos. So the first part was a little doofy, but yeah, we do have tattoos, and they're sick. <laughs> they're anyway, not, they're right. we talk Game of Thrones here, and if you're new, welcome. Read along with us. It's a great book series. Especially, though, be warned, because we are full spoiler. We said it in the Oh, game. yeah, we'll ruin a we ton of shit fucking, for you. We did it before, early We've episodes, done it before, remember? We just, yeah. We Snape did, kills we Dumbledore. Had, that, that yep. is Again, Spoiler. That's what we do here. Even for HP. But anyway, we focus Game of Thrones. We focus Game of Thrones. We focus Game of Thrones. I am not pleased, Ned. I'm very pleased, Ned, actually. So if you joined us last week, thank you for joining us last week. And we were reading Eddard 13. And little Ned Stark, not little Ned Stark, but Ned Stark is having a rough time in yeah, King's Landing. Yeah. His buddy just came back from his hunt all roughed up, gored up. And he's not taking anybody's advice. And he's yeah, not no. following any good ideas. Yeah, no, Renly came to him. You know, yeah. saying, let's take on Cersei. Ned denied it. He ended up seeking out Littlefinger at the end of the day and wanted the gold cloaks, and Littlefinger promised that they would be his, which, full spoiler, You're we know liar. Littlefinger is just setting them up. So this week's chapter is John 6. And, and last it's time, been a while since we visited, because there's been a lot of Ned visits. Lots th- of Ned. Recently, there's a Danny chapter, but way back when, when we visited John last at the Wall, he was convincing Meister Eamon that he they forgot one of the trainees that needs to be promoted to a man of the Night's Watch, and that being Samuel Tarly, because he was going to die in training from Sir Alice Sir And Thorne. he does have his uses. He can read, he can write, he can help Eamon out like a boss. Yeah. So why kill him when oh. we can make use of him? And so uh, real quick, I wanted to do it before we get into this week's chapter we got an email in from sid sid and he was just congratulating us with our the london airwave stuff and so thanks for that we appreciate the writing sid yeah we'll be letting you guys know as soon as we get some more info on that they're still in the in the preparation process which is a-okay we are patiently waiting but we're very excited so we'll let you know when we know definitely so jumping in to john up at the wall john is breaking his fast as samuel tarley comes in and plops himself down on the bench next to him. speaking of breaking fast this guy he has never gone fast ever sam yeah oh wow rude fast is broken on him that's rude. He only has slow. He sits down, and he is excited as shit. He immediately jumps into telling John that they summoned me to the Sept. I'm going to be made a man of the Night's Watch also. And he has no idea that John 
coordinated it all. Yeah, no. John's playing it coy, and he's like, truly? Really? Oh, really? No. Hmm. And so Sam says, that, yes, I'm to assist Maester Eamon with the library and the birds. He needs someone who can read and write letters. And John says, you, you'll do well at that. And so they... Uh, I like up. that Sam is like, should we should we get going? Are you done eating? Because yeah, he's, he's worried that they're going to change their mind before he can yeah, get there. Yeah, yeah, somebody made a mistake. So says the day is warm and sunny as they cross the courtyard and rivulets of water are trickling down the wall, making it sparkle and shine, which, I don't know, I like descriptions of the wall. They're they're cool. They're cool. They're, they're crystally, cool. shiny, reflecty. So inside the sept, it's all gross and there's light shining in and I don't know why it's gross, but it just, I I don't know, it feels like it's having a Just because it's a church? Jeez it, Louise, it, well, hate on religion. I Dang. Mean, shit. <laughs> but, so I wanted to point out that I like uh, how... Sam was it was quoted as he was bouncy bouncy across the the courtyard yeah like, where he's like he's excited that he's not gonna Too bad die he's not fucking bouncy in his first ever POV chapter where he's sobbing his way through the fucking snow hey man slowly get off his back he has enough trouble carrying his own weight <laughs> anyway what I what I was trying to say essentially why I think this is gross is it reminds me of Robert's sick room with the Oh yeah, the light shining in, yeah, kind of and casting then a glow, with the sept having the, the incense, incense. Yeah. he's burning the censer. Yeah, and so inside, when they get inside, Pip's mouth drops open when he sees Sam. They're all shocked as shit. Yeah, all of his friends. Nobody's saying anything. No, but and, they yeah. don't know. They're like, "What the fuck's going on?" So yeah, Septon Celadar is swinging a censer, filling the air with a fragrant incense that reminds John of Lady Stark's little sept back at Winterfell, and. We learn that Septon Celadar is mostly drunk, but for this he managed to sober up. Well, that's good he sobered up. Which is the... like the first time John's ever seen him sober. Yeah. My which kind of dude. probably means that they're some of the only ones that have been made members of the Night's Watch. Yeah, he sobers up for these types of things. Yeah. And so when, with all that, the, the boys are there. The high officers all arrive as a group and all the, the, the members that are there for a reason. And so that's going to – it starts with Eamon comes walking in, and he's being helped with uh, by This is like a, a montage scene in a movie where, like, they all come in with, like, some baller music and, like, throwing on shades. <laughs> like, as I Eamon's walk through the like valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, Eamon comes in leaning on Clytus. Sir Alistair comes in. Looking cunty. Yeah. And, and followed by the bear. The, the old bear. Lord Commander Mormont looking regal as yeah. fuck with his bear class. Yeah, pins. that's pretty sick. So then behind them, the senior members of the three orders, meaning Bowen Marsh, Lord of Stewards, Othel Yarwick, 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 the first builder, and Sir Jeremy Riker, who was f- filling in as first ranger while Uncle Ben was lost out in the haunted forest. He's lost. So Mormont goes up and stands before the altar, and he gives this speech. Which yeah, so I wrote down the first paragraph because yeah. I like that part. Uh, he says, you came to us outlaws, poachers, rapers, debtors, killers, and thieves. You came to us children. You came to us alone, in chains, with neither friends nor honor. You came to us rich, and you came to us poor. Some of you bear the names of proud houses. Others have only bastards' names, or no names at all. It makes no matter. All that is past now. On the wall, we are all one house. And boop, 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 boop. that, Air I horns. think, is, is something that John is going to take to heart. 
that specifically, like more so than just the vows, but what Lord Commander says there that like they're there for each other. Yeah. And so like when he gets told by uh what's his face that he kills there to join the wildlings. Um the half hand. Thank you, the half hand, corn half hand. I get off my back, man. It's been it's fuck you. That's what I'm saying there. Is your sword um, sharp, Jon Snow? I think he th- you know, he keeps that kind of thing in mind that yeah. this is I'm doing this for the good of the house and the good of the I world. and I don't even think it's just Jon. I think it's Pipar and Gren yeah, and good all point. of them because like there's kind of this is sort of the generation of yeah. the Night's Watch where there's division brought in with Rast and the others right, who right. eventually rebel against Mormont. So, Which is kind of cool cuz we always think about like the that's the the story that's being told here is the younger generation, Arya and Sansa yeah. and all them. And I never really thought about how that's occurring at the Wall as well, not just with Jon Snow, but, but with the these same group, group of boys. Yeah. Like, they, they're all having that shit, too. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't so, that be a fun little uh, chapter, a point of view chapter one day, a little Pippar? Oh, fucking... yeah, yeah, that'd be insane. Because, like, just this little group in here, these are generally good people here yeah. uh, that are getting promoted. And so these sort of be, this sort of becomes John's little entourage. Right, right. And so these are sort of, yeah, like, I mean, they're, they're basically like Mormont's boys. Like, they're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're like the, the Brotherhood Without Banners for Mormont, where they really, this I think this tenants here that he says here kind of stick with them all in different ways yeah, for different yeah. reasons, but... Mm-hmm. And then so, we yeah, get so, the motherfuckers like Rast. Right, and, who are just fucking assholes. Yeah. And so he continues explaining that, you know, debts are erased, but so should their loyalty to their pasts. And they don't e- have houses anymore. Yeah, even fall, as the sun sets and we face the gathering night, you shall take your vows. From that moment, you will be a sworn brother of the Night's Watch. Think carefully before saying our words, however. Once you've taken the black... There's no turning back. <laughs> <laughs> I love that quote. Wow. So, um, I just kind of want to mention that that's that's basically him for the most part saying, "If you don't want to stick with us, let us know now so we can take you out back and kill you." Yeah, because most of them, not all of them, like Sam, are could, not there could by technically choice. leave. And go somewhere else. So could John. John as well. But the other boys, for the most part, I think... Were plucked out of dungeons. Right. Yeah. And so it's either... You don't have to say these words. We can take you out back and kill you now if you'd rather. Yeah. And like... And he asks that. He asks if anyone wishes to leave. He says no one will judge you. And I think that that's an open invitation for people like John and Sam. Right. Not... Right. Nah, fucking the ones that were arrested. Like peace. But no one moves when he asks this. Everyone sits and he says, good. You may take your vows here with Septon Celadar, and then he asks, "Do any of you keep the old gods?" And John stands up and says, "I do." Of course, you got to be different. Of course, he does. And Mormont says, "I'll expect. I expect you'll want to say your words before a heart tree as your uncle did." And John says, "Yes, my lord." And he thinks to himself that the the seven had no no meaning for him because. The blood of the first men flowed in the veins of the Starks and essentially ties them to the old gods. So I think it's interesting because the Targaryens are pretty heavily tied with the Seven. Yeah. And yeah. so he's denying that and well, saying, funny, I have yeah, nothing like, to do with that. That like he's I've got specifically the Starks. contradicting that line yeah. without realizing. Yeah. And so it says that uh, 
Castle Black itself, because Pipar and them started well, yeah, murmuring. And they're saying, like, there's not a there's not a. I've werewolf. never seen a god's wood. And then, yeah, Pipar gives him, you wouldn't see it arcs if it yeah. was a herd running past you. And they argue, but he's confirmed by Lord Commander that, no, there are not any heart's trees in, in here. There's not a god's wood. But beyond the wall. You have to go beyond the wall The for haunted that. forest has a grove of werewoods. And so Samuel Tarley stands at this point and <coughs> asks... If he can say his words before the heart tree as well. And Mormon asks him, Does House Tarly keep the old gods too? And Sam squeaks out, No, my lord. Because John knows the high officers frighten him. Right. Mormon, most of all. And he says that his house, his father, his father's fathers, and all the Tarleys have served and worshiped in the light of the seven for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And Jeremy Riker asks, Well, why would you forsake? the gods of your father and, and your house. Sam Mike drop Yo, moment. like, this is dope as shit. I love this moment Yeah, this for is Sam. a great line. Uh, the Night's Watch is my house now. The Seven have never answered my prayers. Perhaps the old gods will. Which immediately is someone we want on the wall. Like, he immediately yeah. has already accepted the Night's Watch as his house. Like, that's these it. are my brothers. I will protect this. Like, Sam is in it now. I think that's why Mormont allows this craven. I, I think like, this right known, here confirms says, it. says, yeah. you know what, yeah, you can go beyond the wall. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, you I know think what? it's, okay. it's yeah, it, this is Samuel Tarley's own sort of bravery here, is asking essentially, like, I'm going to ask for help somewhere else. Like, you know, the seven. And knowing Samwell's life, I can imagine there were many nights where he was laying oh, in bed yeah, praying for, for anything, praying to change himself, yeah. praying to change his father, praying to change his life. And so, yeah, the seven never answered. So yep. Mormont uh, agrees to allow that and says that they've all been placed in an order as befits the Night's Watch needs and their strengths. Yeah, and he takes the paper from Bone right, Marsh, Bone Marsh mm-hmm. and begins to read out everybody's new duties. And he, I, I basically I listen ha- them all. Oh, you listen to them all? Yeah, there's Jesus. not many, actually. So Halder goes to the Builders. Gren is a Ranger. Albet to Builders. Pip went to the Rangers. Sam to the Stewards. Methar to Rangers, Darian to Stewards, Toad to Rangers, and finally, John to the Stewards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it almost didn't register for John what he was hearing. There must be a mistake. Yeah. And he starts to rise to tell them there's been a mistake, but then he sees Sir Alistair studying him, his eyes shiny as two flakes of obsidian, and he knew. You know nothing, John you Snow. You know nothing. You John know nothing. Snow. He's wrong, and that's I, I find that really funny because he's so convinced in that this anger and that the, teenage. This angst. is uh, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. But this is it. the Harry Potter and Snape moment where he they've got this animosity. So immediately, John Snow, who can't really see what this is for what it is, he'll get explained and kicked in the ass here in a minute by Sam. But he can't see what this actually is, so he immediately thinks it's negative, and he looks to his enemy that he's yeah. made here. And Sir Alistair probably isn't pleased. It... No, but he's happy about the fact that he's going to the stewards. Well, and like, not that's being, it. Like... So he's studying him, but he's knowing that he's probably, he probably knows that he's going to be Commander Mormont's steward. Right, right. So he's probably not pleased about that, but at least he, he's a, yeah. so he's studying John's reaction. He had nothing to do with it, I'm sure. And he sees and John's so, pissed, yeah. and so he takes pleasure so, in yeah, it. Yeah, he's going to take pleasure in it. Exactly. So John is completely wrong here, and it's just that I immediately thought of Harry and Snape, where he looks up to the high table, and there's Snape fucking yeah, smirking, and he's like, oh, curse. it's him, it's his fault. Yeah. Fuck this guy. 
and wrong yeah. Mormont then excuses everybody, tells them all to get the fuck out, report to your first. Yeah. And May all the gods preserve you, brothers. And basically he does the CSI Miami, puts on the sunglasses dun, dun, and dun, fucking dun, dun, Betty dun. Black. <laughs> So he leaves. Sir Alistair follows behind with a thin smile on his face, looking happier than John has <laughs> ever seen him. Which and I don't think that he is. No, I think it's it's John. It's just, a show for John. He's, yeah. yeah, he knows he's that, twisting I that think knife. Even if he's just a slight smirk, A, the happiest he's ever seen him is probably not hard to, yeah, to true. accomplish. Second, even if it was barely a smirk, John is taking that slight personally right now, so he's going to assume oh, it's yeah, the he's happiest gonna he's ever been. Oh, yeah, he's going to blow it up and make it bigger than it um, actually is. So Jeremy Riker calls out for the Rangers, and I like that Pip is... Kind of dumbstruck. He's almost he's... scared, like, that, and embarrassed, like, oh, John didn't get picked, yeah, but I did. Yeah, he almost doesn't want to so, like, go without John. He's kind of, like, watching him as he stands up. Like... The builders gather with uh, Yorwick. Y- Yorwick. Yeah, Yorwick. And they head out as well, leaving only the stewards, and John looks around. So, him and... as well as Maester Eamon up on the back of the sept is still there. Yeah, and, and John looks leave. around in sick disbelief. Eamon's blind eyes are looking up into the sunlight that's streaking in that he can't see. Beside him sits Sam and, uh, and, Darian. and Darian, and John thinks a fat boy, a singer, and him. And so Bowen Marsh tells them that Sam will assist Maester Eamon in the rookery and library. Chet is going to be moved to the kennels <laughs> to look you, after Chet. the hounds. Fuck you, Chet. Poor Chet. Should have opened the door with some more respect, Sam bitch. will be taking his room to be closer to Maester Eamon, and he then says, <laughs> I trust you will take good care of him. He's very old and very precious to us. Which I like that. I like Maester that Eamon is well. precious to us. Darren is being sent to Eastwatch to help with any merchant galleys that should be coming in as his experience in the cities and dealing with that type of shit should help out that, there. And I think they're also specifically thinking Thinking of the charisma from him being a singer, yeah, yeah, will help him to barter get those trade costs down. Yeah, lower that shit down. And so then Marsh turns to John, and he is just as pleased because he wasn't happy with the way he was getting talked to. Uh, was it just Chet that was there with Mormon or Eamon when John was there? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Bowen turns to him and tells him that he will be serving. Lord Commander Mormont has requested you as his personal steward, John. You'll sleep in a room beneath his chambers in the Lord Commander's Tower. And John sharply asks, And what will my duties be? Will I serve the Lord Commander's meals, fasten his clothes, and fetch hot water for his bath? And Marsh frowns at John's tone and says, Certainly. And run his messages, tend his fires, change his sheets and blankets daily, and do all else that the Lord Commander asks of you. And John asks, What do you take me for a servant? It sounds like Viserys. Amen, bomb. Yo. No. We took you for a man of Night's Watch. But perhaps we were wrong in that. When, when Amen's in the streets, there's just yuck, 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 yuck. So John has to stop himself from walking out being the little teenage. Because he just got told. Yeah. So he actually asks if he can, is that all? Well, well, he thinks to himself, and again, we get this ignorance of John where he says, and he thinks in his his head, uh, was he supposed to churn butter and sew doublets like a girl all the rest of his days? So, like, he, without even, I think intentionally, just in his anger, he's attributing it like this is some 
punishment. Well, it's, it's some lower station than it's he It's for deserves. a soft person yeah, like, like Sam, Sam and, Tarly. And so, yeah, he asks if he can go, and Marcia says, you wish. And so Darian, Darren and Sam leave with him, all in silence. And outside, John looks up at the wall. Rage! John's rage was such that he would have smashed it all in an instant, and the world John be damned. smash! So, yeah, it's just, he, he's He's a pissed a off kid. Yeah. Sam is giddy, and he says, John, don't you see what they're doing? And John turns on him in a fury. I see Sir Alistair's hand. That's all I see. He wanted to shame me, and he has. <laughs> he doesn't say it quite as whiny as that, no, but I that's how does. I imagine I it. I think he does. Yeah, it's funny because he, he, he bitches saying it's not fair. Yeah. And Darian, which I don't see. At this point, you're already, your debt's wiped. You're already stuck at the wall forever. So there's no reason for him to lie. Yeah. And Darian says fair. Like, the woman, and he just tells a story. The woman waited for me, dragged me through her window. So basically, I believe that Darian got taken for raping. Yeah. And so what he's saying is, yo, she lied. Yeah. I didn't rate she she convinced me to do it and yet here I am. You want to talk to me about fair? He's yelling at fair to Samuel Tarley who was literally told by his father, you can go to the wall yeah. or I can kill you. You chose to come here and you got to have the nice cozy room under the Lord Commander's like, like yeah. room like fuck so, you. Yeah, cuz uh Darian first gets pissed and says that the stewards are good enough for the likes of Tarley and I, but not for Lord Snow. And that's when John fires back that he's a better rider and a better swordsman than any of you. And so that's when he oh, gets right, the, right. it's not, not fair. fair. Yeah. And so Darian fucking snorts and gets all pissed off and gives that story and then walks off. And Sam says that, you know, there's no shame in being a steward. And John says, you think I want to spend the rest of my life washing an old man's small clothes? Which, like, immediately that lack of, like, the respect yeah. is just gone. Well, and that's it. Sam immediately comes back with, that old man is the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Like, first. Yeah. First. You'll be with him day and night. Yes, to pour his wine and wash his sheets, but also to attend him at meetings, squire for him in battle, and you'll be as close to him as his shadow. You'll you'll know everything. You'll be a part of everything. And Marsh said that Mormont himself asked for you. And then he Sam gives a little story here, a little anecdote. We're going to break it down. When I was little... My father insisted that I always attended him in the audience chamber whenever he held court, and later he brought me to Highgarden when he went to bend the knee. He began bringing Dickon soon after. He no longer cared if I was there so long as Dickon was. You see, he wanted his heir at his side to watch and listen and learn from all he did. I bet that's why Mormont requested you, John. He wants to groom you for command. And of course, John doesn't know how to react to this because he yeah. didn't think it through. Yeah, and so now he's completely just taken back and thinks about how Ned used to do the exact same thing with Rob. Yeah. Have him come in and sit during certain meetings and watch how he governs and rules and interacts with the people. Could Sam be right, he thinks, and then even a bastard can rise high in the Night's Watch, they said. And he then he bitches some more. I did, You know, I didn't ask for this. I never asked for this! And Sam, with another fucking bombshell, none of us are here from asking. Yeah, Sam, like, you're saying that to Sam, John. Like, he had no choice. It was and death or And finally fear. he gets hit, and he's feeling a little bit ashamed and of himself. And suddenly Jon Snow was ashamed. Craven or not, Samuel Tarly had found the courage to accept his fate like a man. 
John remembers what Uncle Benjamin had told Uncle him the last ben. night that John had seen him alive. On the wall, a man gets only what he's earned. You're no ranger, John, only a green boy with the smell, smell of summer still on you. And John thinks that he's heard it said, bastards grow up faster than other children. On the wall, you grew up or you died. When you play the Game of Thrones, <laughs> you win or yeah. you die. So it's a whole different game up here north. So John sighs deeply and says, You have the right of it. I've been acting the boy. I've been acting a fool. Been acting a fool. Pity the fool. So Sam, you know, confirms that John will be actually saying his vows and staying with him. And it kind of just jumps to John that afternoon. John smiles and says, the old gods will be expecting us. Yeah. Which is ominous to me. Ominous as but, fuck. Yeah, they set out late that afternoon, and it says that it was kind of weirdly worded. I liked it. In mine. I don't know what you But were. it said, like, nowhere along the wall was there a gate, so they had to go through the tunnel yeah. under the, the wall and through it, essentially. And it was just a weird word. So, yeah, I think it's just gate. meaning that there's no big Yeah, specific... like doors that can just be yeah, opened yeah. and here you go, but... Through so, the whole wall. Are you pulling up a passage? Not yet, no. Oh, I was going to okay. just check that. So, uh, it says, yeah. So, they led their horses down a tunnel cut through the ice, cold and winding. Three times, iron bars blocked their way, and they had to stop while Bowen Marsh drew out his keys and unlocked the massive chains that secured them. John can feel the weight yeah. of the wall pushing down on him. I think that's just a claustrophobic oh, feeling that yeah. almost everybody ever is going to have walking through a fucking wall tunnel that massive. Yeah, so he's pretty relieved when they emerge in the afternoon light on the north side of the wall, finally north of the wall for the yeah. first time since the and prologue. As uh, Sam enters out into the light, he kind of nervously asks if they think the wildlings will attack this close to the wall. No, they won't, right? They wouldn't dare. And John says, well, they... Uh, they have never have before. They never have. So John mounts up and whistles, calling Ghost to him, and Ghost comes loping out of the tunnel behind them. And Marsh asks, "Do you mean to take the beast?" And John says, "Yes, my lord." As Ghost lifts up his head and races off into the trees. So he caught. He the seemed scent. to taste the air. In the blink of an eye, he was off. Do you think he? he I think he's running. Think he's right already for heading the arm, straight there. Yeah. I think I think so also. Immediately, that's and what. John thinks once they enter into the woods, that they've entered a whole new, like a whole new. Like <laughs> it's just a completely different thing than right before they entered the yeah. forest. And he he even thinks about how like he spent tons of time hunting and messing around in the woods out in the the wolf's wood outside of Winterfell, and this wasn't too much different, and yet the feel of it was very different. And so I wrote down, or I didn't write down, I wrote down the page number so that I could get to this real fast. Um, but I like this quote as he explains this feeling. Perhaps it was all in the knowing. They had ridden past the end of the world. Somehow that changed everything. Every shadow seemed darker, every sound more ominous. The trees pressed close and shut out the light of the setting sun. A thin crust of snow cracked beneath the hooves of their horses, with a sound like breaking bones. When the wind set the leaves to rustling, it was like a chilly finger tracing a path up John's spine. The wall was at their backs, and only the gods knew what lay ahead. That's... I, I just... Because when I, when I read that, I thought of the chapter, the John chapter, or maybe it was the Tyrion chapter early on, when they're both standing up at the edge of the world, up at the top of the wall, looking out at dark, and just... Only the gods know what lays out there. And granted, yeah, there's wildlings and 
magical stuff, but only, mm. you know, what's beyond that? Like, this is the end of the world. It's fucking oppressive. It's creepy. And yeah, it's, yeah. But it's not. Like, it it's really... Normal. It's normal. It's a story. Yeah, and it's just the, the, the hype yeah. is all built up around... No, there is, a, there is a place north that should inspire that fear, but Bran's been there. Yeah. But... Up at the heart of yeah, the heart always of winter, new, right? never winter. They're always winter, never winter. <laughs> the heart Oops. of never winter. <laughs> so yeah, the sun is sinking below the trees when they arrive at their destination, a small clearing in the deep wood where nine weirwood trees grew in a rough circle. I like that. How impactful that is. The wolf's wood had clusters of two, maybe three. A grove of nine weirwoods is unheard of. Nine different faces carved into the trees staring inward, the ground covered in red leaves on top and black death underneath. Bowen Marsh commands them to leave their horses outside the circle. This is a sacred place, he says. We will not defile it. So I did really like that whole blood red on top, black rot beneath. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's so imposing, especially after this ominous tone that, that was set as they entered the woods. Yeah. To have that, like, this blood red Well, it seems rotting, like it's the, uh, the flip side the, of the right, coin exactly. here. Where in the north, you got the old gods and you've got some other darkness. You got something else. That's up there. And yeah. so, yeah, when they enter the grove, John doesn't intake a breath and Sam is just fucking stunned. Yeah. And he's turning to each face in turn and he says, they're watching us, the old gods. And so, as John's kneeling, he says yes. Yeah. Like, and I just really thought that was interesting because he he mentions how all nine of them are different, but all of them are watching, and he just has that. I don't know. I just feel like he he's more in touch with that kind of a presence, being a coward, because yeah. that's got that look. Whereas the stone statues are always the stone statues. These are fucking different trees. I also wanted to just point out that there's nine of these motherfuckers in a half circle. So does nine have anything? Well, that was what I was trying to think is because we've got the light of the seven. Right. And so it's two more than That's seven. That's what I was but thinking, like, too. So do know. you think that they're similar in representation where, like, I know that a lot of people will, because technically like, the seven could just be seven different faces of the one god of death. Yeah. Is it similar there where this the old gods just have two other faces that they they have in there in aspects of godhood or whatever i i just think it's significantly Roll powerful of a place and yeah. so there was enough essence or magic Drawn whatever that yeah that there. they were able to grow here yeah, yeah. in such a powerful way because and i also again it's impossible to know what martin did and did not have planned but i believe that this grove specifically will be coming up in Winds of Winter. Do you think that this is where Cold Hands is? I think that this converted? is where Jon Snow will be resurrected. resurrected. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I think really he's going to be brought that. north of the wall, while his body will be, I think, contained in the ice cell in the wall and kept warm there. I think he will be resurrected by Melisandre actually here at this grove. That'd be pretty where, cool. That uh, makes sense. Varamir's been known to fuck around and. There's been some other instances here, but anyway, they kneel side by side, Sam and John, before the trees, and they say the words together as the last light faded in the west, and so I'm going to just read the Night's Watch vows here, because yeah, they it are... it says, and gray day became black night. Hear my words, and bear witness to my vow, they recited, their voices filling the twilight grove. Night gathers, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife... Hold no lands. 
father no children. I shall wear no crowns and win no glory. I shall, shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the fire that burns against the cold, the light that brings the dawn, the horn that wakes the sleepers, the shield that guards the realms of men. I pledge my life and my honor to the night's watch for this night and all nights to come. And the woods fall silent yeah. as they finish. And yeah, as they as they felt the woods fall silent, Bowen Marsh says, You knelt, boys. Now rise, men of the night's watch. And they do. Well, John does, and then John helps him. And everybody crowds around them, offering congratulations. And then the old forester, Dywin, is the only one who's not cheering and celebrating. Mm. And he's like... I think we should start making our way back to the to the wall because I don't like the smell of the night. <laughs> okay, buddy. Well, yeah, like he's feeling something. The air. Well, that's what I and he thinks that. Uh, well, sudden just suddenly is what yeah, he says. As soon suddenly, as he says that, ghost is back between two werewolves stalking forward with something black in his jaw. And John notices now himself. The similarities between the white-faced, red-eyes ghost versus the werewood trees. Yeah. As he is a tenth werewood coming out of the woods. Yeah. And... Bowen Marsh asks, what's he got there? So John calls ghost... What you got there? What you got there? (laughs) And John calls ghost over to him, and ghost comes right over, and Sam inhales sharply. (gasps) Gods be good, Dywin muttered. That's a hand. No, that's wizard's chest. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where the chapter ends. Uh, Yeah, so Ghost just ran up with a hand, which we will learn is actually of a... God, I can't remember who the corpse belongs to. I want to say it is a Night's Watchman. Yeah, I forget right now. And uh, we know he will attack the Lord Commander, but... So that was John's sixth chapter of Game of Thrones. Yeah, do you have a... Do you have a inductee? Inducto? Inductor? Yeah, I'll give my inductee to Ghost. Just because he immediately, like... I don't know. I just with the dire wolves, especially this reread. I've been watching them so close. Oh, excuse me. And so, I think uh, I just really love the way he immediately he comes loping out and he's kind of derp to derping around, much like Barrack. Oh, I imagine. Look at me. Look and then I'm immediately on. he's like, "What the fuck is that?" Like White Walker. Okay, I'm on it. And he goes and handles some shit. Did he take this thing down? Like, was this thing right. coming, you know, for them, doing their vows? And Ghost took it down, ripped its arm off, and came back to be like, hey, Cause Ghost this is shit's silent, around. So it's not like he would make a bunch of that's noise it. if he was taking it. So that's it. it. He could have yeah. fucked this thing up first, taken its arm in the attack, and then came back to John to be like, hey, fucking dead dude doing some out. shit. Check like, what I found. He might be back. So, yeah, yeah. Ghost. Ghost All for right. being the goodest of boys. You're such a good boy. <laughs> Who's your inductee? Uh, I'm giving mine to the old forester, Dywin, because he's he's apparently on that same level as Ghost. Like he's on the level. There's some shit going down over here. We need to get back out there. He's the guy and, who uh, tastes dirt. But I like tennis. that it said he was like the oldest grizzled yeah. veteran old forester. But yeah, I I just picture him like looking at the ground and tasting like a yeah, berry. Yeah, he was and also. Like, 
somebody died over there 37 years ago. I thought it was a specific point of note that he was the only one not taking place in the congratulations and sort right. of the hand clap, like, because I just feel like he was on guard. He was like, aware of Not that, being yeah. a dickhead, but just being like, yeah, no, I don't think he's, a, I don't think he's Alice or Thorne. Like, there's something weird. Exactly. Yeah, like, just kind of And tense. so that's what I pictured it as, is that he was, he was there, he was happy for, like, to be out there with the brothers, new members, all that shit, but... He knew something was off. That's There's good. something strange. We need some sentries. And so, uh, yeah, Dywin. Yeah, uh, I like it. I, which it's the first time I've ever heard his name. But Samesies. Yeah, so those are our thoughts on John 6. Yeah. If you have any inductees yourself or thoughts on the chapter, write us in. We right. could be reached oh, all man. over. Or if you have inductees for the next chapter, which will be Ned 14. 14. Eddard 14. I believe Ned has... Two? Two, so then is he getting what? taken this chapter? He gets or? taken. Yeah, Littlefinger will be doing the, I did warn you not to yeah, so this, this one. The, yeah. So, and then we have Arya after that. Yeah, and so I, I like it. I think it's, that's just Arya 4 or 3. I'm not 100% yeah. Arya. But. And I like that we're going John, Ned, Arya. And then it might be Tyrion. I don't remember. I'm not even going to pretend to I know that next one. I don't either. Um, yeah. But yeah, so write us in. We can be reached <laughs> at our Gmail, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. I'm at, on Twitter at mannerswithout. Zach is on with at carstark92. Yeah. We're on Instagram at without manners. Something like that. Brotherhood without. I don't know. And we're on <laughs> Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. Our Patreon, patreon.com slash without manners. And yeah, you know, all if over you the go place. on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rate and review, the old gods will forever smile upon you. So, I mean, that's just some incentive. If you're yeah, and you get added into our weekly inductee list for doing that. You know, not a full fledged member, but you get that weekly membership. Get the weekly inductee. You know, see is, how you, you like know, it. Test out the the facilities. Take it for a test drive. Take a couple trots on the treadmill in what the corner. A, say hello to Lady you know. Stoneheart. She'll just gurgle at you. It's kind of fucking terrifying, but you know. It's weird. If you need help peeing, she's great for that. Yeah, she'll scare it right out. Write us in. We <laughs> love hearing from you guys. We need to finish this off. All right, guys. Next time we're reading, uh, who do we say? We it said it was already. Ned 14 like six it's seconds Ned ago. 14. Vala de Harris. Peace. up everybody it's nate here from brotherhood without manners i'm just gonna sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called podcoin if you listen to podcasts at all especially brotherhood without manners all you have to do is download this app download our podcast put in the code brotherhood and you will get 300 coins and you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff gift cards donating to charity whatever so give it a try let us know if you like it we really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. Uh, you can get free stuff, so why not take advantage of something you already do?